0: Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Hi, Rethink Life friends and family, and happy Mother's Day. So glad you've joined us today, and we're honoring not only our mothers, but all the special women in our life that coach us, that mentor us, that teach us, that develop us as people. We honor you today, and especially, I want to honor my mother. She has had a very difficult year. I lost my dad this year, her husband of 53 years. But she is still standing strong, and I'm so thankful that today I get the opportunity to honor her. Also, I want to honor my grandmother, who's 91 years old, and my aunts that are living. I'm so thankful for my heritage and for the women in my life, the strong women that I look up to, and that have passed on generations of faith to me. In fact, last night I found out about my great-great-grandmother. Her name was Victoria Raines, and I'm so thankful to know that she was a solid, strong woman of faith. She talked about how she used to go to Sunday school every single Sunday, and she was the secretary of the class, so she took role every Sunday, and she would not miss church because she knew what she did was important. And I'm so thankful that that faith, that commitment, that strength has been passed to me. And today, we're going to be continuing a series that we've been talking about, Family Matters. And today, I get the honor of talking about legacy, because legacy matters. It's one of the most important things in our life. And today, I want to read to you a passage of Scripture that actually talks about a multi-generational legacy. As I just talked about, I'm so thankful I have that generational legacy in my life, four generations. And this scripture actually talks about that. But today we're going to also talk about if you don't have that legacy, you can live it today. You can start it today. So let's talk about that. Psalm 78, three through seven. I'm just going to read a few of the verses to you. We've heard true stories from our fathers about our rich heritage. We will continue to tell our children and not hide from the rising generation the great marvels of our God, his miracles, and the power that have brought us all this far. For perpetuity, God's ways will be passed down from one generation to the next, even to those yet not born. In this way, every generation will have a living faith in the laws of life and will never forget the faithful ways of our God. You know that that word, perpetuity. I had a little trouble saying it. That means that it lasts forever. It's never ending. Something that goes on and on for an extremely long time. That's the kind of faith that we want to pass from generation to generation. And did you know that that kind of faith can stop with one generation if we don't continue to pass it on, and if we don't continue to live it out in our life? You know, a a few months back, I was traveling to Dallas, and I was in the Dallas Love Field Airport, and they had this display there. It was very interesting. I saw all these orange women. It was really crazy. They were these statues and an exhibit of 3D statues. So they were like full-size women, and they were all scattered throughout the airport as I was walking down the terminal. It caught my attention because each one of them held significance. Each one of them was a world changer in their area of life. And you know, I just started thinking about that. You know, if we could replicate our life, if we could have this 3D image of our life, you know, it takes, I read that it could take up to 200 hours to create a 3D image of a person. But you know what? We have the opportunity to replicate our life, not just on the outside, not just what we look like on the outside or what we do, but who we are on the inside. And I love this scripture. When I read it, I thought immediately of those 3D models that I saw, those those replicas of, of statues of women that were life-changing. And in fact, on the sign it said, if you can see it, you can be it. It was so interesting because it was to inspire Women and young girls that they could be what they could see, and when I read this scripture in 2 Kings, as I was reading through my Bible, my daily reading, uh, this really stood out to me because it was the Eli was Elijah, the great prophet, speaking to his mentee Elisha as he was getting ready to leave this earth. So Elijah was getting ready to be taken up into heaven. Second Kings two nine says, when they reached the other side. Elijah said to Elisha, what can I do for you before I'm taken from you? Ask anything. And this is what Elisha said, your life repeated in mine. I I just, (laughs) I almost fell to the floor. I just love that. Your life repeated in mine. I want to be a holy man just like you. Could we live a life like that? Where people wanted the echo of our life, for the replication of our life to be repeated in their life. Could our children want and desire that from us? Could people that we have opportunity to influence and impact, could they want that from us? Could we live a life of legacy? Not just leave one, but could we live one so that people want to live the life that we have lived? You know there's some ways that we can do that. And I you know it's only by the strength of God that we can do that. It's only through him that we can have a life like that because in and of ourselves we we are weak, but he is strong. And you know we have a difficult time here in this world, but but he's overcome this world so that he can live his life through us, through his Holy Spirit. So today I want to talk to you about how we can live a life that is repeated like that, a life that is worthy of being repeated. So I want to talk to you about three D's that we can have in our life to live that kind of legacy. The first one is decide what your legacy is will be. You know, we always have to begin with the end in mind, because if we can't see it, then we can't be it, right? Just as that sign said, if we can see it, we can be it. So what is it that we desire? What is our vision? What kind of legacy do we want to leave? Then let's live it right now. Joshua twenty four fifteen says, but if you refuse to serve the Lord your God, when you cho- then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods of your ancestors serve beyond the Euphrates, or will will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live now, like the culture we live now? (laughs) You know, it's pretty much against God. But Joshua said, But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. That's the kind of faith that we need to have, a deciding faith deciding that this will be my legacy, me and my family, me and my people, me and my tribe, we will serve the Lord. We have to decide that up front, because if we can't see it, then we can't be it. We have to start with the end in mind. Every person and every generation has to make some decisions. Are they going to serve the God of the Bible, or are they going to serve the God of their culture? The things that our culture puts as foremost in our minds that we need to have, we need to long after, we need to desire, desire in our hearts and our minds. We, we decide if we're going to serve the God of our culture or we are going to serve the God of the Bible. You know, we can look to our past to learn. You know, not all of us were given the opportunity to be raised in a Christian home. But some of us were. So we can look to our past to learn. We can learn from the generations of legacy of faith that was passed to us, or we can look and learn of maybe the way that we don't want to do it, but for the future, we're going to change that. We're going to stop that, that life of lack of faith in our our fam, family heritage, and we're going to move forward with faith for our future. We can look at our present. You can break the curse by the, making the choices today of who you will be and who you will become. Who are you going to put yourself around? Because you'll be blessed by those that are pursuing after God. And we can look to our future. You're going to have to remember where you started, but you have to focus on your finish. Who will you become? Who will you be when you finish? We have to focus on that because that's the choice. The power is in our hands. We didn't get a choice who our parents were. We didn't get a choice of how we were raised, but we have the choice today of who we will become, and we can focus on the future of our faith and the passing that faith along. I love this scripture that I read in my dad's Bible. Actually, it's First Kings fifteen fourteen, and he had written out on the side with his handwriting, which I love reading. But it said, "Asa's heart remained completely." Faithful to the Lord throughout all of his life. May I, may I be that person. May I have that focus for my future that I would have a heart that is hungry after God, that is faithful for God. That's the kind of life that we can live to leave the kind of legacy that we desire. Not only do we have to decide what our legacy will be. We also have to determine how we want to make our mark, because legacy is a mark that cannot be erased. Your legacy is something that you leave behind and that you're living now, but it's a mark that cannot be erased. Hebrews 12, 1 says, as for us, we have all these great cloud of witnesses who encircle us, So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin that we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination, for the path has already been marked out for us. You know what? It doesn't matter if you don't have that generational heritage of faith because the path has already been marked out for you. The Bible in Hebrews is talking about the great hall of faith that you find in Hebrews 11. Those people, men and women that are in this hall of faith that lived not only an easy, they didn't live an easy life, they lived a challenging life, they lived with struggles, they lived with difficulties, but they marked out a path for us of how we can live a life of faith no matter what we face, no matter the challenges, that they can make us stronger. We can see that in our bloodline. You know, it's our spiritual heritage. It's our spiritual bloodline. Those men and women in that hall of faith, we can look to them because they encircle us like clouds as we run this marathon race of faith. They've gone before us, and they're cheering us on that we can do this. So we have to determine what our mark will be because legacy is a mark that cannot be erased. So let me just tell you that life is not a chance, it's a choice, right? We talked about that. We've talked about it because it's the choices that we make daily that make us who we are. So we have the choice of the mark that we will make with our life. And I want to talk to you about just a few marks that we can make with our life. Number one is the mark of your convictions. The Word of God has to be the basis of our life, the foundation of our life. Isaiah 40, verse 8, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. And you know what? It's not just about getting into the word. It's about getting the word in us. I have a friend named Vernice, and she's written a book called Meet the Macros. And She looks amazing because she lives by this diet, and she exercises. And you know what? I could read her book. In fact, I could take a retreat, like I could go away for a month, read her book every single day, just dive into it, and I come back in a month. Now, if I look the same, you'll know that I didn't apply her book to my life, right? (laughs) Because if I would apply her book to my life, I would look like Vernice, But I would, I would, you would know that I had not applied the principles that she teaches in her book, Meet the Macros, if I come back looking the same. Well, that's the same as true with the Word of God. It's life changing. It is powerful. People have applied it to their lives in the past. And you can see with their lives the type of faith that is foundational and that has made a mark. But if they didn't just read it, they applied it to their lives. And that's the true challenge, because we can have all kinds of knowledge, but the knowledge does us no good if we don't apply it to our life and make it the conviction of our heart. So that's one way we can have a mark with our life, is to a mark of conviction of the Word of God. Rodney talked about it being the true north in our life. There's only one true north when it comes to direction, and there's really only one true truth. And that is the word of God. It's the basis of our life. It's the foundation that we as Christians build our life on. We live with the mark of conviction. We live with the mark of character. Our purpose is to be like Jesus. Romans eight twenty nine through 30 in the message version says, God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. He decided from the from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son. The son stands first in the line of humanity he restored. We see the original and intended shape of our lives there in him. We find the shape of our lives in Jesus. We find the character that God has called us to be. In Jesus. I love those bracelets say, that have WWJD. They've been around for a long time. You know what? There's really no greater foundational truth when it comes to our character. What would Jesus do in every single situation of our life? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do in the struggle? What would Jesus do when he's been betrayed? What would Jesus do when he was walked out of on and left. What did Jesus do? The Bible tells us back in that, that, that passage there in Hebrews that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross for you and I. Jesus endured with joy, with hope. What would Jesus do in our lives? I encourage you, if you missed last week's message on forgiveness, there's nothing greater that Jesus did for us than to forgive our sin. I encourage you to watch that message because it is to the very core of what our character should be like. What would Jesus do? Our purpose is to look like Jesus. You know, the great artist Michelangelo, when he was making the statue of David, people were amazed at the statue. And they asked him, how did you make the statue of David? And you know what his answer was? I chipped away everything that did not look like David. You know what? That's what God is doing in our life if we allow him to. Just chipping away everything that doesn't look like Jesus because he calls us his masterpiece. We're created in Christ Jesus to do great things that he planned for us. But you know what? Sometimes our character has to be developed. Sometimes it's problems that we go through. Sometimes it's pressures and struggles that we go through. And sometimes people can help develop our character in our lives. You know what? We can have some holy sandpaper in our lives, or we can have some people that are smoothing us out in different areas of our life. But the very core of our life is to determine that the mark of character will be a part of our lives. Do people see Jesus in me? That's my prayer. You know what? On my own, I'm no good. On my own, I'm not like Jesus but with the Holy Spirit filling me when I walk in His ways. When I say, Lord, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. You know, that's the only thing we can control in life is our spirit. Our spirit is our responsibility. So our character to be like Jesus and to be controlled by the Spirit of God is a mark on our life of faith to leave the legacy we want to leave. The mark of communication, and that is just prayer. The Bible says for us to pray without ceasing. We have a mark that we are communication with God. We have relationship with God. We don't have just a religion, but we have relationship with the God of the universe. The Bible says that we can be called a friend of God. We can have that communication, that mark on our life that we are in communication with God. We can pray for our families. As moms, I would encourage you, make a list of every single person in your family. Put their birthday right by that name on your, on, on your list and pray for them every single day. Every day I pray for God's protection, His provision, His presence, and His power to be over every single person in my life. It's a high calling to pray, to communicate with God. It's a privilege that God has given to us, and I encourage you to live a legacy to communicate with God. It's a mark on our lives. You know, I love a plaque that I bought for my dad uh, that he placed at his prayer bench, and it says, Prayers outlast the lives of those who utter them. It's one of the greatest Gifts that we can give our family, our children, and those that will come behind us because our prayers will outlast us because our God is faithful. And the last mark that I want to share with you today is the mark of confidence. You know what? It's easy to lack confidence in the world in which we live, you know, to compare. Uh, to always be looking at what we're not instead of what we are in Jesus. The Bible tells us in Hebrews ten thirty five and 36, so don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Don't throw away your confidence. You know, women and girls, I, I just see it. It breaks my heart. And I know what it is because it's so easy to lose our confidence if we begin to focus on what we don't have instead of what we do have. If we allow the, what the Bible calls the evil one, that he calls him the accuser of our faith. He accuses us day and night before the throne. You know what? If we allow the accuser to get in our heart and mind as far as what we're thinking, if we allow that comparison or, or our lack of confidence to, in, to consume us, He can get us off track, but if we focus on God, if we focus on our calling, if we focus on our purpose, if we focus on the fact that we are here for this time, for this season, for this reason, God has called us to be where we're at, and God has given us everything that we need. If we will trust in Him with all of our heart, God can give us the confidence to walk and live the legacy that He's. Calling us to live, Proverbs fourteen twenty six. Confidence and strength fled the heart of the lovers of God who live in awe of Him, and their devotion provides their children. Listen to this: provides for their children a place of shelter and security. In our world, our children need security and confidence and shelter more than ever before. They need us as women as moms, as grandmothers, as great-grandmothers, to stand up and be the confident one, the strong one in Jesus so that they have a shelter and they have a security to grow up in so that they know that their God is able to do more than they could ask or even imagine. That's a mark on our lives, that we know the legacy that we are to leave, the mark of confidence that God can that can God can give us, that we are a daughter, we're a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And thirdly, when we're talking about the D's to live a legacy, is to dare to live each day with great intention. Dare to live each day with great intention. You know, we can be intentional with our numbers. This is kind of an interesting thought to think about. Moses said in one of his prayers, which was interesting that it's in the book of Psalms, Moses' prayer, it's in Psalms 90, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may gain of heart of wisdom. You know, I, I love one again, a devotional from my dad. I, 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 I am just going to be talking about my dad today because, you know, he's at home with Jesus now. But he lived a legacy, and he left this legacy for me, and it just consumes my mind and my thoughts right now. I'm consumed with this thought of legacy, but. It was so interesting in one of his devotionals that I have, and he would actually journal in his devotionals, and he would write every year. So it started in 2013. He was writing in this this devotional, and every year after, actually all the way up until 2020, he had written in this devotional different thoughts and journal notes in, in his devotional. But This whole thought of, so teach us to number our days. It was interesting because my dad, on that day in 2013, he actually started journaling how many days it would be until he turned 90. Because he really thought he was going to live to be 90. It was so interesting to me. Actually, it was 2014. He said, I have 21 years and four months left until I'm 90. He said that's 7,785 days. So each year, he would recalculate all the way until 2020. But he didn't get to do it in 2021 because he went home to be with Jesus. The Bible says that we don't know the day that God will call us home. But he was very intentional about numbering his days. I thought that was so inspiring and, and so uh, just, it just consumed my thought. And so I decided I would number my days. So today, if, if I was going to live till 90, I would have about 14,000 days left. You know what? My dad didn't know that he would go to be with Jesus when he was 75. But you know what? He was ready. Because he lived every single day with great intention, knowing that every day was a gift from God. I love this quote from Spurgeon. Men and women who are led by the reflection upon the brevity of time to give their earnest attention to eternal things. When when we focus on and we reflect on the brevity of time, we give our earnest attention to eternal things. Another way to say that is, do we have an eternal perspective in our lives? Are we intentional with our number of days? Are we intentional with the sound of our life? You know, when Jacob came to the end of his life, he prayed a prayer of blessing over his grandsons. And uh, this really stood out to me when I read it. In Genesis forty-eight sixteen. it said, This prayer blessing over his grandsons. May my name be an echo in their lives. Wow. Could I pray that prayer? I pray that that's the kind of life I would live. That I could pray a prayer. That my name, that my life would be an echo forever and ever. A reminder of what it is to live a life of faith. I pray that for you as well, that our lives will be an echo. May they be a reminder. May they be repeated over and over again. Is Are we living a life that is worth repeating? That's the question of the day. Is what we do today worthy of being repeated in someone else's life, worthy of being an echo? You know, we can't allow the conditions we are in to change the position of who we are the position of who we are on the inside in our hearts because our conditions will always be changing but who we are needs to be a life that is lived in such a way that it could be an echo in the lives of those who will come behind us this legacy living this type of legacy that is the life that is controlled by the Spirit of God you know legacy is kind of a builder mentality or a farming mentality a farmer mentality because builders are always building to they're building it now so they can experience it later farmers are planting seeds now so that they can reap a harvest later or maybe someone else will reap the harvest But that's the kind of life and and perspective that we need to live, that our lives would echo, that we would be a planter, that we would continually be planting seeds of faith into our future so that they can be brought to fruition in lives to come. You know what? At my dad's uh, celebration of life, it was kind of interesting. The pastor that gave the talk that day. I've watched it several times because it so inspired me. Because he just focused on this live your legacy type of life. Not just leave one, but live one. And I thought it was interesting because this pastor sat and listened to all the grandchildren give their, their talks about what grandpa had meant to them. And then all of my sisters, so there's four girls in my family, and all of us spoke of our dad. And then he said this at the end of his talk. He said, he left way too much of himself, this man, Rod Masteller to ever pass away. You four daughters and you 11 grandchildren have convinced me that Rod Masteller is alive and well. You know what? That was an echo. That was a life well lived. A life that was lived as a legacy, not just he didn't leave one, he lived one. He lived it before us. And now we in turn have that legacy, that echo inside of us, that life repeated inside of us. This is the type of life that we want to live, to leave the legacy that we truly desire. Life is short, so we have to live intentional. Life is long, so we have to stay encouraged. And I want to encourage you today. Moms, don't give up. Don't give up hope. God is still in control. No matter what our society looks like, no matter what our schools look like, no matter what our government looks like, no matter what every situation that we face right now, what your marriage looks like, what your friendships looks like, what work looks like, what your home looks like, we have a God that is still in control. And you have one thing that you control and that's your choice. That's the only thing that you can control in life and I pray that you will decide and determine and dare to be a person that lives a legacy and not just leaves one, but lives one every single day. Because God can give you the strength. When you are weak, He can be strong. When we humble ourselves before him, he can be lifted up inside of us. You can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength and your God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Mom, I want to encourage you today. Grandma, I want to encourage you today. Great grandma, mom of influence, woman of influence, teacher, mentor, friend. I want to encourage you today. Use your platform to live a life that's worth repeating, that your life might be an echo of faith to those around you. I love you, I believe in you, and I desire more than anything for you to become this life-living legacy with all that you have, with all your days. And you can do it. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you so much God, for the opportunity to speak on this subject of legacy, there's really nothing more important than the life that we live and the opportunity that we have to live each day with intention, to determine what our legacy will be, and to live each day with marks that mark the legacy life that you've called us to have. Lord, I just pray that you would bless every person, God, that is hearing this today. God, I pray that you would give them the strength that they need, that your power would strengthen them, that you would protect and provide for them, God, to live this legacy life every day with great intention. And I just want to take a moment, if you've never experienced a relationship with Jesus, I just want to have a moment to pray with you that you could come into a relationship with Jesus so that you can have that communication with him so that you can be a friend of God. Jesus paid the price so that you could have that friendship. Let's pray together if you're ready to take this next step in your life. Lord, I just pray, God, thank you for those that are watching today that are ready to have a relationship with you. They're realizing that there's more to life than just what we see here. There is eternal life. And let's just pray this prayer together. Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I confess, Jesus, that you died on the cross, you were buried, and you rose again so that I could have life to the full and life victorious. I accept you, Jesus, to be the Lord of my life. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. and. If you prayed that prayer, we are just so thrilled that you've done that and we're going to give you opportunity to take next steps in just a moment. We love you guys. Have a great and blessed day. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes.